M-A-T-L with the Rendles. Hi, everybody. I just want to say thank you to all my returning listeners. And do you know, I have some regular listeners out there. Thank you. Um, and also hello to any new listeners that we have um, coming into the show today. So I'm guessing some of you have listened to My Wildings, part one and part two. Thank you very much. Um, so this week we were supposed to start back onto the retelling of my life um, and me meeting Olivia's dad and our relationship, yada, yada. However, um, things don't always go as planned. So I have had a rough couple of weeks. Um, I've been sleep slipping into a sort of depressive state. And since it was World Mental Health Day on October 10th, um, I thought, do you know what? Let's talk about mental health because that's where I'm feeling. You know, I'm still not completely out of it, but I just thought it would be a great place to start. Um, Let's see. Let me um, give you a quick rundown of how I've been feeling. So about a month ago or so, beginning of the uh, month last month, I found a lump in my breast so I was feeling really down I mean the thing is I found a lump before when I was 17 so you know I I know that these things can be nothing Um, and I do have cysts but um, I think it really got me down it was the start of my depressive state because I um, you know I started overthinking everything you know okay so what if I do have a lump what if I've got to go through treatment what if I've you know, this happens, this happens, is my health insurance up to date, is this happening, you know, you know, what if anything happens to me, what about my children, is everything sorted for, you know, Andrew to take care of my children, literally, I found a lump, lumps, a lot of the time, are nothing, but because of the way, you know, I do suffer from depression, um, it, I overthought the process, and um, it made me feel really down, I really just couldn't do anything, you know, luckily, um, over the process, I had, you know, my meetings, they, they found something, but it was nothing. I had my mammograms, I had meetings with the consultant. Everything is fine. I am fine. There's no cancer. We're happy. But what happened was I started off that depressive thought process into the sort of oblivion. And therefore, it led on to other things. And then I have anxiety about renting my house because we were evicted from our last property um, for no reason, by the way. Um, Just the landlord wanted to up the rent. Um, And they couldn't do that because we were long-time tenants and they wanted to do the property up. So it was easier to evict us with a, I can't remember what it's called, something, a section 21 or something like that. And um, they don't have to give you a reason. They just evict you from the property, do up the property and up the rent by £500. So... um, We'd been in that property for like eight years with no issues whatsoever. Um, so then we had a, a, a property check here. And every time we have a property check, I always have this anxiety about being evicted. So then that on top of coming out of the whole sort of do I have cancer depression? I then went into my anxiety of, oh, my God, we've got a property inspection come in. Am I going to be evicted? So I've just been in this sort of downfall and like not wanting to get out of bed and not wanting to do anything. And, you know, I've had to look after the kids. I I, I just look after the kids enough to be okay. And then as soon as I don't have to look after them anymore, I go back into my depressive 
I don't want to move. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to think about anything in the world. So that's like where I've been. So I haven't been myself for the last couple of weeks. And normally I pre-record my shows um, so that I can get ahead of the game. But I have not pre-recorded <laughs> any of my shows. So um, I'm a bit behind at the moment. <laughs> so, okay. That's just where I've been um, at the, you know, in in my life right now and so I just I I feel like I should share it with you guys because a lot of people are going through something so I just thought you know let's talk about depression let's talk about how I'm feeling let's talk about how you're feeling um you know sometimes as I said all of these topics that I talk about is about my experience and my opinions they not they may not be the same as as yours everyone is different everyone deals with things in different ways but you know what i feel sometimes i feel that we are all going through something it's not just like 30 60 percent of the population i think all of the population are always going through something so let you know i try to be kind to people um I try not to judge, but I'm not going to lie. I do judge. You know, nobody can say they do not judge. Everybody judges sometimes. So um, I thought, let's talk about my depression, my depression and how it came about and what I've done to help myself kind of thing. I think this is, again, going to be a two-parter because it, if we're going to just talk about the subject, it will come up in future episodes. But I think let's let's sort of break it down with how it started with me so when do i think that i started having depressive thoughts you know if i'm gonna be honest i think it started during puberty during my teenage years where you're you know you're trying to find yourself um because you're going through so much as a teenager and there's nobody to help or, or in my in my time for me there was nobody to help or guide me no one I could talk to about the emotions and the changes of emotions and how to deal with them and how to navigate them so you know I went you know I made some bad decisions as a, as a, a teenager and then dealing with those bad decisions sent me into a real low point in my life um at that's uh, you know I'm thinking about like 15 16 years old um I just had to carry on and one of the things that I found that I ended up doing um, which I'm sure I sort of brushed on in in a couple of the past episodes is I used to run away a lot so what I found that I was doing was um, when life got too much like it was just too much to handle and I I couldn't process life anymore I would disappear I was like nope I'm 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 checking out, you know, this, I'm, I'm checking out, this isn't it. So any, any time I checked out of life because it was just too much for me to handle, I would leave and I wouldn't tell anyone where I was going. I was just out, out of there. Bye bye, hop on a plane, go somewhere, drop work, don't give any notice, Do just don't tell any family members, just I was out. And I think these were depressive points that I, I was just like, I cannot deal with life. Um... And this was always happening. And then throughout my whole life. And, and then when I had Olivia, I think I was still that I was still having those moments. You know, I was coming back after these timeouts. I would come back and start life again. And it was like I was refueled. I can I can deal with life again. So then when I had Olivia, um, 
and life got too much I couldn't just check out because I had someone to look after and I think this turned into a bit of a postnatal depression and this was the first time that it was acknowledged that I had depression um but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't because nobody in my life in my in my family in my friendship nobody at the time knew that I had this depression because on the outside I was functioning I was pretending I was I could look after my child I could smile I could do this but inside it was just like I couldn't function and I wasn't allowed to check out and disappear like I did before because I had a child and I was with her her father at the time and on top of that you know I think she was probably about maybe six months old I just couldn't I just didn't care about anything apart from looking after her so as long as I looked after Olivia everything else I just didn't care about but I was still smiling and I I remember this actually funny enough there was um before she must have been a few months old and I had found a text message I don't even know why I looked like on her her dad's phone I found a text message from a woman that he was working with saying that he um she had found like she wanted to meet up with him and she like I think there was like flirting going on there because he'd gone to some work function and I found this message saying that he was going to meet up with this woman and do you know what I actually just didn't care I really just didn't care like I, I didn't want to question him about it I just didn't care I was like you know what fine go I don't care and you know I look back now I'm thinking why didn't I care that's like a big sign or something but I literally just didn't care and then we carried on our relationship and when she I think that happened when she was about two or three months old and then when she was about six months old we you know we moved house and I was still not caring and you know I just didn't care about anything and I would I start that's when I started to self-harm um I was doing a lot of cutting um you know I'd heard about self-harming and things like that but I didn't really know I was like oh, why are people self-harming I would question that you know when at that time I think I was 23 years old but you know I started to self-harm myself and it felt good it was like a release it wasn't good it really wasn't good but at the time that was what I was doing um secretly and unbeknownst to anybody and I was seeing a health visitor and this is why health visitors I don't know how it is now I, I remember consecutive children I have I did not have as much um involvement with my health visitor as I did with um when I had my first child 17 years ago but the health visitor I remember her she like speaking to her and speaking to the doctors very much um, quite a bit about what's they were always asking how you were feeling what was going on and at that time I I think I spoke to a doctor I think it was I don't know it was a doctor or a health visitor at the time and they were asking me about the depression and how I was feeling and I and I told them and I felt comfortable telling them and that is when you know I was on benefits at the time and I didn't know what, what there wasn't a lot of help that you could get um and uh i she suggested i i see uh, a therapist as well so i was thinking okay i might see a therapist but i was still in that in a in a relationship with olivia's dad but again we are going to talk about that relationship in 
in a future episode so I don't want to go too deep into that and I just didn't feel like I was ready to seek the help so I was still self-harming and I um ended up finishing um the relationship with Olivia's father and um I was still not myself I still I couldn't check out I couldn't run away and I was still depressed even after we finished that relationship um I was still depressed um and I ended up seeing a therapist and it was a great thing like I finally it was called um what is it called brief b-r-e-i-f b-r-i-e-f I I get my eyes and my e's mixed up um brief therapy and <laughs> i'm in like southeast london and i think this therapist was in chalk farm somewhere in north london and i was traveling to them and they were free this was what was great about it. it was a free therapist like if you need therapy of some sort check out brief therapy i'm not sure but at the time it was free and i still think it, it may, may be free if you phone up to um ref, i think you can refer yourself but it, it is a really great op, um, opportunity if you can get to it um, but brief therapy is um, it's about what I take from it. I'm probably not explaining this in the right way, but it's about progress progression therapy. So, yes, you do talk about what's wrong and what's right in your life and, you know, what you want to achieve and what do you want to get out of this? You know, so you talk about stuff about, you know, you know your, your past, but it's more about moving forward. So in my um in my therapy, um, I have a problem. I have a serious problem with saying no um, to people. I always want to help people. I take on too much and I can't say no because if I say no, it's going to upset somebody and it's going to turn into an argument and it's the fear of the argument um, and what's going to happen is um, gives me that fear of saying um, no to somebody because here's the problem we always say yes to people yes to people but when we're saying yes to people other people we're saying no to ourselves and therefore if we're saying no to ourselves we're saying no to giving ourselves happiness and joy so um and as i've said this before um say yes to joy because when we're saying yes to other people we're saying no to our own joy sometimes so in this brief therapy it was about moving forward and what it takes to move forward and i always try to remember this like if if zero is where you are now and 10 is where you want to be i.e me i want to say no saying no to family was a big deal for me i wasn't able to do that so i want to say no to my family so what does that consist of it's like well at the moment i I feel really drained so I can't even get up in the morning okay so how do we get up in the morning well I don't know how we get up in the morning what about setting the an alarm clock so let's move forward to get that 10 to say no we've got to first get up in the morning and so getting up in the morning and um, setting an alarm clock before we go to bed that's 0 0.5 we're going to move up in like half step increments but 0 0.5 let's set the alarm clock before we go to bed to get up in the morning so you you do that for a week set an alarm clock you don't have to get up but at least you set it get into the process of setting it the next step is after you've gone through the process of setting it maybe just getting out of bed when the alarm clock goes off that's step one that's like moving up from 0 0.5 to number one then 1 1.5 may be you're getting up 
maybe to go to the toilet. You might get back into bed again, but you might go to the toilet. But getting up is, is the main step. Like 1.5, maybe making a cup of coffee when you get up. So you move forward. And each increment, you're moving forward. Your mentality is moving forward. So you're just doing little steps. And that may not have anything to do with the saying no, but you're just moving your body and your mind into a different mentality. And I, I just found that that worked for me to move forward. So by the time I was able to say no, do you know what? I was right. By saying no, it caused a horrendous like outpouring of negativity towards me. But I was able to say no. And I was by doing all those little steps, I built up my protection to protect me from all that fallout from me saying no. Do you see what I mean? So tiny steps make such a big difference. And all those steps that I made all those years ago has made me into the person that I am. And yes, I do still have those depressive states. You can't be positive all the time. But what you do is you build up the mechan- the mechanics and you build up your the foundation of being able to bring yourself out of those depressive states. Um, so, you know, therapy helped for me. But on top of therapy, um, you know, there's other things like the medication. So there's this whole stigma about taking antidepressants and things like that. And do you know what? I've been on them. I've been on antidepressants. When, when the, the steps aren't working for me alone... I have had to go on antidepressants because sometimes my anxiety and my um, I can't pull myself out of the depressive state. So I need to go and get some professional help. I'm like, you know what? The therapy's not working. I need more. I need more. And it's okay to be on antidepressants, you know. And if those antidepressants are not working, you, you know, go back and um, and speak to your, your medical provider because they will be able to try different different medications. There's not, there's not just one medication for you and there's not just one dosage. So you might try that dosage, that, that one medication, and then it might not be the right. So they might up the dosage a little bit, but then you're like, okay, do you know what? That medication might not be right. They can change it. But th- there's this whole stigma about being on medication. And I think we need to to stop it, especially in the black community. You know, depression in the black community is a big deal. Like, I, you know, I remember going to counselling when I was younger and my mum saying, you know, why are you going to see a counsellor to tell them all your business? Why not? You know, my mind was fragmented. I wasn't thinking straight. I needed help and there was no one to help me. Going to a therapist, dealing with depression, going um, to your doctor to ask for medication, none of that is bad, you know? I was dealing with, like, just depression of being depressed and I was dealing with postnatal depression I was dealing with self-harm you know maybe some of this came from um the fact of having the abortion that I was forced to have I don't know but there was all of these things where I just feel like sometimes I just can't deal with life and um that's sometimes because you've been going through it for years you do fall back into a pattern but I can honestly say that I am getting out of it I am bringing myself out and I'm here on the road to um coming out of my depressive state thinking hey thank gosh i pre-recorded wildings part one and part two (laughs) because i would not have been able to get those out this week you know for when they came out but um because of where i was i was just in my bed not wanting to get out of bed and not wanting to communicate but i'm in a place now where 
I can openly talk to people um, about how I'm feeling. And I don't think a lot of people have that, you know, where they have someone they can talk to. Because we always think, oh, well, we don't want to um, talk about the negative things to people. We don't want to bring them down. Or they don't want to know that about us. Or they, you know, and also, um, let me say something. You know, I, I do have a close friend <clears throat> who... Um, I could feel like they were, I think they were going through something at the same time I was going through something. And I could recognise that they were going through something, but I couldn't acknowledge that that they were going through their own feelings because I was too caught up in mine. So we just didn't talk. (laughs) We just didn't talk to each other. But like, I think they acknowledged that I was going through something and I acknowledged that they were going through something. And when we did finally get together, we were just like, hey, so we're going through something. We're like, yeah, we acknowledged it, but it wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't, um, it, there was no negativity around it. And, and I thought that was beautiful. That, like, that made me feel better that, do you know what? I could openly talk to people about my depression and there was no judgment because years ago there used to be so much judgment. And I think that we need to be able to do that, um, just because I've got a lot to... I'm, I'm making air quotes here. Everyone always says to me, oh my God, but you've got so much to deal with. No wonder you you know, you know, go through this. One of the things I've always said is, you know, I never look at my situation and think that I've got it worse or someone else has got it worse than me. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Your situation is... is and I'm comparing your situation to someone else. Don't do it because you'll, you'll always think that someone's got it worse off than me and so therefore you think i shouldn't complain because there's worse off people in the world yada 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 do you know what so so fucking what so fucking what if there's worse off people in the world do you know what you're going for a thing and you can't handle it you know it's okay right and don't you you need to look after you right so you might not have any children you might not have um like um what other people would see as problems again air quote but you might still feel depressed and that's okay to talk about it because you might not just be able to deal with what's going on at the moment in your life that's okay you're allowed to have these feelings you're allowed to feel low do you know what i mean you don't just have to get out of it but you're allowed to have these feelings and you know how i say it is if you can get help like by talking about it with somebody, by getting therapy, by going to a doctor, do it because you know you you people need help to come out of these situations. They need to come out, need help to come out of these feelings. And you sometimes you can't do it on your own, and that's okay. You know, no one's a failure. No one. I'm just saying these things because this is how I sometimes feel. Like, oh, I failed as a parent. Oh, I failed as a as a woman. Oh, I failed as you know um why can't i do this why is this so easy for someone else and so hard for me why can't i get out of bed in the morning why can't i just wash those dishes why can't do you know what you're depressed depression is a thing and every single person is going through something you know so allow yourself that depression and this is why i say say yes to joy you have to say yes to joy for yourself because until you start looking after yourself, you can't flourish, you know, in this world. I mean, I've got so much stuff to talk on about mental health that this is 
again going to be a part one and part two episode so um i just wanted to tell you what i was going through at the moment and then i think i think the next episode will definitely be talking about mental health and how to help others if you you know how someone can help you how someone can help others um i think in the next episode but this was literally just about me and the right now um of how i'm feeling um because sometimes you know what you just can't deal with shit sometimes you just want to stay in bed all day snuggled watching crappy hallmark movies and crying to yourself <laughs> you know, that's okay too and just so you know yes that's what i have been doing hallmark movies all the way baby <laughs> um so yeah okay um i'm coming out of my depressive state um i'm feeling a little bit better about myself and um i just wanted to share that with you i thought i felt like i should open up and, and share that with you so okay let's uh finish this off this episode off anyway um we're gonna talk about my socials so we've got twitter at w-m-a-t-l-s um the insta is w-m-a-t-l with the rendles r-e-n for november d for delta l-e-s the email is w-m-a-t-l with the rendles at gmail.com remember rendles is r-e-n for november d for delta l-e-s website is w-m-a-t-l with the rendles dot wordpress dot com facebook we've got a group on facebook called wife mother autism teenagers and life of the rendles you can join that um i run the page so um if you've got any questions definitely go on the facebook group um please don't forget to like follow and subscribe to all the social medias please 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 and also um thank you for listening and remember please say yes to joy Thank you.